Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the National Treasure, Nick Aldis, and I am recommending that you go to savewithconrad.com for all your home buying needs. Not only would I recommend Save With Conrad to friends and co-workers, I have many times already. If I know that they're house hunting, my first recommendation to them always is get in touch with Conrad. His team are the real deal and they will they will be straight up with you and, and do everything they can to, to get you in the house. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. Woo! At SaveWithConrad.com. Right now, Fight Plus, the ultimate digital platform for live sports and entertainment, is offering a free seven-day trial at TryFight.com. Yes, you can access Fight Plus's incredible library full of combat sports, wrestling, and other premium content absolutely free for seven days by going to tryfight.com and the best part you can find them on all major streaming platforms available today so don't waste another second go to tryfight.com that's t-r-y-f-i-t-e.com right now and find out why they are the undisputed champ of live sports and entertainment symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Hello and welcome to Arn. This is Paul Bromwell, and today I'm joined by the Hall of Famer, the founder of the Four Horsemen, the creator of the Spinebuster, the right hand to TNT champion Wardlow. Arn, how are you, my friend? Well, things have taken a little bit of a pivot here. Uh, Wardlow has decided he wants some uh, wisdom, and uh, I'm just the guy to give him some. So that's working out so far so good, and... Uh, Glad to be back on TV. Glad to be around all the AEW fans and uh, all that. Just 
just rabbit in energy that they breed. You know, they just they just breed it. It's like one section starts, it leads to another, to another, to another. That's before you know it, the whole crowd's on fire. And for you, man, it's got to feel so invigorating to go out in front of a live audience like that again after, you know, not for, for several months. You haven't been able to experience that. I love it. You know, That's it's awesome. been a long, been more than several months. Yeah. It's been, it's been a long time, you know, which, you know, it's fine. I'm not a hot dog. I don't have to be on TV every week, but <clears throat> when you have something to say, it sure is nice to have a vehicle to say it, and AEW is the place. Speaking of uh, AEW, man, they are just exploding right now when it comes to the Wembley show all in the ticket sales. Have you seen what they're accomplishing right now in terms of uh, almost $7 million, 60,000 tickets. This is when we're recording now, by the time, you know, this show drops, who knows what the number will be at, but how exciting for the company. I would suggest they will be selling hang from the rafters tickets for it's over. You know, I love firsts. We've talked about that before. It's our first time over there. Those fans are great wrestling fans, great sports fans, whether it be soccer or whatever it may be. And uh, we're just glad to bring them a top-shelf show that they're going to leave there talking about for a long time to come. Man, I can't wait. And I know uh, many of the fans of uh, the Orange Show are looking forward to it, and I, and I hope. I truly hope we get to see you walk the aisle at that show. Uh, but, man, just an exciting uh, time to be a part, I'm sure, for you and the rest of the folks that are part of the company to see what's going on with that. Yeah, it's going to be a hot summer for sure. There you go. Well, the other thing, speaking of hot summers, that I wanted to mention is, pal, I got an email from our good buddy, Dirk Manning, and my life is the enforcer. The digital version was delivered to you. That's what he told us all for final review. Have you been able to take a look at it? What do you think? Yep, yep. It's <clears throat> it's just adjusting my prefrontal lobe to really look at myself in that light. I never thought I'd be a comic book character or a superhero or anything of the such. I was just just wanted to be a pretty fair wrestler. And uh, as it turns out, here in my old age, I'm, I'm uh, getting to thumb through that thing and the creativity on their part, making it a fun read has been awesome to see those guys really know their business man that's cool uh the hardcover editions have been sent to the printer uh the soft cover editions are available for pre-order anywhere graphic novels are sold guys so if you don't have a comic shop not to fear head over to arncomic.com and you can take care of that there but man this is so exciting dude what a time uh, for you right now the big comics finally here it's the pre-orders are available arncomic.com uh man i can't wait to get my hands on my copy i know the hardcover will be here soon enough this is this is great yes i'm excited about it too or in the last time we talked about your career, the Dangerous Alliance continued ratcheting up the violence against the likes of Wyndham, Rhodes, Steamboat, Pillman, and the franchise Sting. And Dusty was utilizing that group to help make his younger emerging talent while simultaneously shining established performers. And as you remember, Arn, the last clip of the March 1992 show featured Ricky Steamboat, the beloved babyface, hanging Rick Rude with a leather strap after Steamboat turned the tables on Rude, who attacked him after a television match. Well, spoiler alert, friends. The violence is only going to continue to escalate this week as we march towards Russell War 1992 and the war games between the Dangerous Alliance and Sting Squadron. 
So, buddy, we're going to jump right into it. And uh, Arn, the hot finish to the Steamboat and Rude match from the previous week helped set up what we're about to see. And in a six-man tag match, Rude and Austin join forces with you, Arn, to take on Barry Windham, Dustin Rhodes, and Ricky Steamboat. And we're going to take a look at what happened when six future Hall of Famers guys hooked it up on the April 4th, 1992 edition of WCW Pro. This is our first of five clips this week. Arn, here we go. Clip one. WCW Pro from April 4th, 1992. Let's check it out. Rude now in. Again, a double thrust to Big Barry Windham and ravishing Rick Rude those knee lifts to the chest. And he elevates the 277-pound Texan. The arrogant champion bumping and grinding, taunting Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Right hand by Rude found its mark. You can see the action here is intense. Fans here are loving it. But again, there's nothing like seeing WCW when it comes to an arena near you. Some of the biggest lineups. Oh, they rip together. Their heads crack. see the position. Rude is very dazed as is Wyndham. And Rude about a half a count away from losing the fall in this six-man event. Tag has been made. Anderson in with that bonded left hand. Driving the knees to the solar plexus this time. And Wyndham with the abdominal stretch. distracted just long enough for Austin to go to the top and come off on Barry Windham. And will that be the move that puts Windham away? Can Anderson capitalize on it? Oh, he dropped the knee right on the back of the head. Anderson snap mare take over. Anderson feeling the physical effects of this contest. Up on the second turnbuckle now. And with a cutting. That big size 14 boot caught Anderson. Anderson known primarily for his ground attack. And look at Dangerously, dangerously pull Anderson toward the corner where he can make the tag. Rude back in. And so is Steamboat. Steamboat and Rude. Martial arts to the top of the head. He may have him right here. 
WCW this week. There it is, Arn. And uh, continuing the feud, not a clean finish, which is okay, right? This is a TV match, and you just want to continue the saga, continue the story. But one of the things I noticed here, Arn, is uh, here you go, six-man match. You got Rick Rude in there with you guys. Rude wasn't known to be a tag team wrestler, but a lot of times in this area, you're working a lot of uh, six-man tags. I noticed that as he was slowly trying to climb out of the ring after you come in, you kind of had to pivot a little bit, right? Just to kind of move him along or him move out of the ring. Was it a challenge for maybe a guy like a Rick Rude who's so used to being in singles to adapt to six-man tag matches and and things like that? Or or was it pretty easy? It was just part of the show. No, you got to be aware of uh, ring presence. Yeah. Who's where? You know, you got to look at where everybody is in the ring, and I know exactly the spot you're talking about. There was going to be a whip into the ropes, but he was crawling along on his hands and feet and did not see it coming. So I just, I think I drove a knee in his gut yeah. or something and restarted it yes. far, farther, farther from the middle of the ring. So I gave him time to get out and still go with the game plan we had. Somebody's got to be aware of what's going on at all times. It's real easy with that those six guys to lose control anyway. And then the chair shot, you for, and i got to mention it because we do every time on the show, you climbing the ropes never ends well, right? So we got to no. see that in the match. You know, you took the 14-size boot, as JR called it, to the chops. But uh, the chair shot that uh, used by Austin on Steamboat to cause the DQ looked violent, and it sounded violent. And again, the move just shows the nature of this incredible feud. But what made it even better, for me at least, is the commentary by Jim Ross. He was on fire. He's using words, you know, with intention, making each movie called matter. And at the same time, it just elevates the entire match, Arn. Uh, What did you guys make of all this? Was there a moment during this time when you guys knew you had the crowd? Because even though it was a smaller venue, the crowd was on fire. It felt like JCP crowd a little bit. Yeah, they're starting to come along and they're starting to get with the program and and the, and the players. And when you've got that many guys that are on top of their game, this is a time period where everybody in that ring, probably athletically, physically, mentally, were at their best. And uh, you put them all in there at one time, man, it makes for explosion of sorts. And, and what I think is cool here, too, is you guys have been going at it strong, this, this group of guys, for about nine months now, Warren. But the crowd isn't tired of seeing it. I mean, they're just getting louder and louder each and every week. So what does that tell you? You know? Well, yeah, and we, we had the forethought to remember what we did last week and try to give them something different. Mm. That's on us. That's not on the audience. It's our job to not be repetitive, not do the same things, have a different different bag of drama to dump out on the floor and scatter everywhere. And uh, that's on us being professionals. It's also fun just seeing Paul Lee. He's getting involved. He's pulling the end of the corner. And he wasn't afraid at this time period to insert himself and get a little bit of, you know, little physicality, if you will, at this time of his career. And we've talked about Paul Lee as the face and the mouthpiece of the Dangerous Alliance Arn. But what about his willingness to get in there and get his hands a little dirty? Of everybody in that group, pro, pro, baby faces, all those guys, all the dangerous alliance, the one guy that knew what he had, I guarantee you, was Paul Heyman. 
and he was going to do everything he could to be an asset to that group because I, I know he didn't look at those guys and go, well, they're going to be megastars someday. He knew they were right then. It was just a question of getting them exposed and getting them out there and getting them together with those those got top baby faces. That's some of the the top guys that were around for the 80s, 90s, and, and mm-hmm. the 2000s. I mean, that, that laundry list of guys involved in this, this angle was, it's, it's earth-shattering if all you really think about did. it. All of them. Yeah, yeah, all, all of you. Hey, guys, Arn Anderson here. And I bet you hadn't purchased a Father's Day gift yet, have you? Not to fear, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming are here. You know what we're talking about. Our friends at Manscaped, they're saving the day yet again with the total package for the father figure in your life this year. It's time to upgrade this game from waist to face with this exclusive offer. Have them join the 8 million men worldwide who have Manscaped and get 20% off free shipping and with the code ARNSHOW of Manscaped.com. As you know, I'm a fan of the Glock but Manscaped is my weapon of choice when it comes to keeping my beard game strong. They have absolutely changed the game with their new Beard Hedger Pro Kit, and it's the perfect gift for you and your dad this Father's Day. As you know, I'm back on TV with the AEW TNT Champion Wardlaw. Track suits and tan aside, Manscaped is the original horseman looking DDT ready. So forget your clunky tremor, guys. Join me. The Enforcer and get 20% off. Free shipping with this code ARNSHOW at manscaped.com. That's a 20% off with free shipping. Manscaped.com and use code ARNSHOW. Make this Father's Day one he won't forget with Manscaped. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. The intensity will continue to be ratcheted up on. Uh, Ricky Steamboat is about to take on Bobby Eaton. It's next up here, April 4th, 1992 on Worldwide. And uh, wait till you see how this match ends. Um, It's our second clip of the week, and uh, I'm just going to get right into it. The story, the momentum, the feud continues, and uh, let's let's take a look. To the eyes goes Bobby. Watch out, referee. I mean, everybody's falling around. Mike Atkins ducked one time, ran into Bobby, ran into Steamboat. He is still down. There you take a look at him while Steamboat swinging neck breaker on beatable Bobby. Uh oh. Well, who do we have here? Steamboat's <laughs> <laughs> oh. He slapped Medusa right in the face. And he's pretty upset about it himself here. We've got bodies coming in everywhere now. And it's the dangerous alliance. They're circling the wagons. He's surrounded on every side. He better get out of there. Oh, my goodness. 
broken his neck. What, what are they doing? I don't know if we can get some security, but they are stomping the back of his head. They are stomping the back of his head into the concrete. Face first to the concrete. He certainly has... His face is smashed. And now, finally, some help is coming for the dressing room area. This is, oh, for crying out loud. Steamboat, bleeding profusely. Oh, no. This is one of the most horrible things I've ever seen on Worldwide. Sting is out. The Steiners are out. some serious medical attention. It appears they are holding his nose. He may have a busted face or a jaw or something in his mouth or a broken nose, possibly. Vince, stay right where you are. Arn, that had a little bit of everything. If you, if the first clip we saw the chair shot, this whole thing took it up another notch, like you couldn't believe. Whether it was Steamboat's baby face of all baby faces slapping Medusa in the face, immediately thinking, "What did I do?" The circling of the vultures, the sickening steel chair shot to him, and then that face to the concrete, the digitization of the of the picture and the blood. It had it all. You know, the one chair shot you saw had a little mustard on it, but the one you didn't see but heard was even more graphic. Because I've been there. I know that dull thud. I know what that means. And, buddy, it, it's a steel chair. There's nothing soft about it anywhere. It's, it's, as, it's as big a weapon as the guy wielding it, what he's willing to do. To swing one of those things, because brother, it, it will light you up. What did, what did you think of overall? I mean, increased violence. Obviously, we're here. It's it helps to tell a more dramatic story. But what did you think of just watching how all that unfolded? I mean, as a fan, you're like, I'm in. I'm sold. I want to see war games. It's what you didn't see that made it even more brutal. Mm, that's right. You know? With you know that blocking digi- out the blood, the, the digital stuff. To me, leave it to the imagination. And uh, he, you know, one thing that you couldn't cover up, you saw a large amount of blood. Yeah, you know, he was bleeding pretty good. So that you can't cover up. Ah, so good. Double A, did you notice that Paul Lee was in there cheering on the beatdown with his phone in hand? 
Okay, could you imagine how much more dangerous he could have been <laughs> if he would have had a spider grip for that Zach Moore style phone? That's right. We've talked about it before on this show, and Arn, they're back again on this show, and we are both big believers in this product, and that is spider grip. Heyman didn't have a spider grip for his Zach Morris brick phone, but buddy, we have them now on our cell phones, and man, it's the phone grip that won't slip. Arn, did you get yours? I know he sent you a couple to your house. You know what it is? We're all buttoned up. All of us are using them. What a handy handy device it is man it keeps your phone and your hand right where it belongs and it serves as a stand you can tilt it turn it stand it up and watch it in landscape mode whatever you want pose it for pictures but man i love my spider grip and uh, it lays flat and it locks in the place and allows you to hold your phone the natural way and free up both hands and many pro wrestlers use spider grip and our guy david Britt, man what, a, what an outstanding guy and founder and inventor of this device uh, his partners, you might have heard of them, actress Kate Bosworth, Grammy-winning artist Pitbull. They're all in on this product, and you need to be too. Get them while you can. Man, I'm, there's rumors these things are going to be everywhere in the not-too-distant future. Get into it while you can now. And I'm telling you, this guy is a huge fan of the Arn Show. We need to be supporting people and businesses that are also wrestling fans. Isn't that right, Arn? You bet. And he is. And he's a charlatan. We're neighbors. He is. He is. So he gets it. You know, it's, you got whoever came up with this product, my man, if it was you, congratulations. It was yep. You know, it's, it's hard to make a better mousetrap, as they say. But <laughs> he did a great you, job. He figured it out. He did. So check it out, guys. Uh, you can go to spidergrip.com. That's two eyes and spider and two eyes and grip. Spidergrip.com. Use promo code ARN. That's the key. That's why David is a big fan of this show, but that'll help us out and help David Britt out and Spider Grip out. Use promo code ARN and save 30% off with free shipping using that code ARN. So check it out. I'm telling you, I use mine all the time. It's attached to my phone. You can see it here on YouTube. And uh, I don't know how I used my phone without it before. I used to extend my pinky on the base of my phone and, and stretch out my hand weirdly. Not anymore, man. I use a spider grip. So check it out. Again, spider grip, two eyes and spider, two eyes and grip.com. Promo code ARN. Save 30% off with free shipping. And I'm telling you, you're not going to be sad that you did. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Arn, the other thing that I want to mention that we saw in this match was the return of the Russian Nightmare. That's right, one of my favorites, Nikita Koloff. Uh, man, when I was a kid, Arn, it was hard to find a better heel. He had the old Russian sickle and Uncle Ivan at his side. Uh, and the last time fans had seen Nikita, he was feuding with Sting in the spring and summer of 91, culminating in that Russian chain match at the Great American Bash. Now he's returned for TV and joined Sting and his allies. What did you think of Nikita returning here, man? Well, he was still on the radar screen, obviously, going from the reaction when he oh, yeah. hit the ring. Um, you know, he was built to be a monster from day one. 
And when you're built that way and you follow it up with action and, you know, they know what to expect when they see you, him being a baby face and being on that team leveled the playing field, I would say. I was going to say, to me, it just elevates the entire program, bringing in a guy like him. Yes, sir. So so you got Nikita. He's back in. We're building out these War Games team. Uh, Arn, there's probably wasn't a hotter heel other than maybe Tully and Jim Crockett in 1985, if you think about it. And then when Dusty turns he, he turns him uh, in the cage in 1986, he became, he became that amazing baby face. What do you think allowed Nikita to play both roles so effectively as a wrestler and fan? Which did you like better, Nikita the heel or baby face? Well... <clears throat> they had to switch him because of the, the horrible accident to Magnum. That was the fill that gap, correct? Yes, yeah. Which, man, when you lose a guy like Magnum, it's going to take something pretty pretty outstanding to, to plug that hole. And uh, him turning, uh, and Nikita turning babyface, and, and it was just one of those shocking things you didn't think you would see because he hadn't been in the business that long. If you really think about it, he hadn't really got full bore where he would have been as a heel with Jim Crockett Promotions. But he's but uh, when you have a tremendous loss like we did with Magnum, you know the shock factor of Nikita filling that void was it was pretty pretty outstanding. And the fact that he was such a villain, and as I mentioned, he then became such a big-time babyface. And you got to think, him being aligned with Dusty was just the perfect rub for him. Dusty yeah. was so over. Absolutely. I mean, you could have put virtually anybody with Dusty and had impact, but to have that kind of impact to where now it's like, okay, Dusty doesn't have Magnum at his side. He's going to be a victim. Whoop, maybe not. Yeah, here we go. We got the superpowers. So there you go. Got somebody pretty stout watching his back. And, buddy, listen, Nikita's re-entry, if you will, back into WCW couldn't have come at a better time because Sting has a little bit of an injury scare on April 12th, 1992. At the Omni in front of a modest crowd of 4,300 fans are Vader and Sting. They wrestled in the main event. Sting wins the match by DQ when Vader unintentionally clotheslined the ref. But uh, they had to call an audible here, Arn, because Vader accidentally cracked two of Sting's ribs and bruised his spleen. Uh, Sting would not wrestle again until May 17th in the main event of Wrestle War 92. And guess who? Nikita would substitute for Sting in main events on the house show loops uh, while Sting recovered. So uh, when you say perfect timing for, St for Nikita to come in, uh, it, it all worked out uh, to have him there. But uh, yeah. So there you go. Sting suffers uh, kind of a couple of crack ribs and uh, a bruised spleen at the hands of Vader. Ouch. Yeah. Not fun, but uh, thankfully he's there. And, dude, as we talked about in our Mars show a few weeks ago, Sting was being booked as the franchise and the face of this company at this point, willing to take on all challenger challengers. Vader and Rude both uh, stake their claims as contenders for Sting's world title. And this dual storyline found itself in jeopardy because of this injury. Do you remember what the reaction of the locker room was to his injury, knowing that Sting-Vader pairing was such a huge money program at this point? Uh, well, I mean, injuries happen. Yeah. You know, they just do. And thank God that 9.9% .9 of the time, out of 10, they're accidents. You're talking 
injuries now. We're not talking about just getting dinged up or banged up, something you can work through. When you get injured, you know, broken ribs, things like that, you can't catch your breath. You can't go out and perform. And that's, that's one of those bad injuries that if you look at a person, you can't actually see broke ribs. You know, unless they're really, really bruised up and it's been a few days later. When that type of injury happens, the person looks normal, except he can't breathe. If you can't breathe, you can't work. And, um, you know, Vader was just a big physical guy. And if he did a splash or something or a second rope, something or other, yeah. and landed on top of you, if he didn't land just right, buddy, that's 400 and some pounds. And I can't imagine. Could you imagine? Well, obviously, you've been in the ring with Vader, but taking it, whether it was that corner splash or splash like that, and you take it so hard it breaks your ribs and bruises your spleen, that's some freaking force. Once you're jammed in that corner, man, there's nowhere to go. People don't get that. You're, you're just there. That rope will cut you in half. You know, that turnbuckle serves as a little padding, but underneath it is is a steel hookup which, you know, hooks it up to the post. You know, there's there's no really soft landing place <laughs> That's right. That's in right. a wrestling ring, unlike a lot of opinions. Yeah, when you want, when those folks that like to call it fake, why don't you stand in a corner and watch a, a tractor trailer the size of a Vader run right towards you and see how, how that feels, <laughs> you know? But, man, it's got to be a little disappointing, I would think, disappointing when you think about it, though, because Sting is such a valuable piece to this whole entire program, right? You guys are building to Russell War. The Russell War's war games. Sting's the big-time babyface. All of a sudden, he's hurt. And at that point when he's hurt, nobody's really sure how long he's going to be hurt. But as the Dangerous Alliance, you know that, hey, Sting is the ultimate babyface leading up this team. Do you think that you guys, as part of the Dangerous Alliance, will kind of be a little deflated? Or, you know, what's, what would be even if you don't even remember all the way back then, what do you think the mindset would be from from the other side of the coin when you hear, hey, the guy that's kind of the face of the team that we're taking on could be hurt, and oh, shit, he might not even be involved by the time we get to War Games. What's that like? <clears throat> if you're going to draw money in the wrestling business, you got to have a strong opponent one way or the other. You, you have to have a super dependable super athletic, super double tough baby face who can fight off that pack of wolves, which are the bad guys, the heels. And nobody, because we all depend on each other to make money in this business, nobody wants to see somebody like Sting, who is the flagship of the company. We don't draw money. You take him off of a card and you advertise the card that he's not going to be there that's quite a chunk of money at the very top. It's not, you're not going to draw that night because the main event in those days was the main event. It was the most important thing you were doing as a company. You take Sting out of that reputation, it, it went into everybody's pocket. cost everybody money. So nobody ever wanted to see that. I'm with you. Uh, listen, while that's kind of the top line creative, right? You have Sting and now Nikita kind of filling in on the house show loops with Vader and, and Rude and everything going on there. You and Bobby are working tag team matches together while this is going on. And on all the house shows, you guys are wrestling the Steiner brothers in the semi-main event of the card. 
So you know what's happening there. Just just more ass beatings with the Steiners. And they never ended clean on, but instead it was either a count out or DQ. And to be sure these matches were, I'm sure they were very physical and must see. And that leads us to our very first fan question of the week from Bryant Haremza, our buddy from AFS. He says, you and Bobby wrestled the Steiners on all the house shows this month. How hard is it to face the same team all the time and not fall into a routine of having the same match? Because it's no fun to have the same match. When it's repetitious, the, the last thing, after going back into an eight-year-old mind when I decided I wanted to be a wrestler and nothing else and watching it religiously from that point on, there is no way when I'm in the ring with anybody that I'm just going to turn this into a steps one through ten. Here's what we do. Boom, 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 boom. Because it takes the excitement out of it. It takes the fun out of it. Ad-libbing, this is an ad-lib business. And just that particular night, you may have had something that you did last night, and it just that crowd just, they're not going to have it. And if you recognize it, guess what? You just don't do it. And before, it doesn't take that much to change a match entirely up. You've just got to have the desire and the want. I tell you, and I tell young guys this all the time, there are certain high spots in our business that goes like tackle, drop down, hip toss. Then it graduated to tackle, drop down, reverse the hip toss. Then it graduated to tackle, drop down, Three times, three reversals, and the guy goes out over the top. Now, by when he takes that third one over the top, you completely change that spot. That's how easy it is to take a basic, uh, you know, move or set of moves that we do and trip the audience up on it. So. I hope that's answering his question. I know I never wanted to just, let's just go out and do what we did last night. That's and not I fun. Th- and, and you said something there when you were starting to talk about your answer. You said it depends on the audience, right? You, something might work for one town that it just doesn't get over for another town. So there's so it sounds like you have to really pay attention to what works for the audience. And then based on what is working, you add lead. If you'll listen real close, they'll tell you what they want. There you go. The like ones it. that set up real close and get the premium seats. So and so am Arndt, so and so am Steiner, so and so am. And if you listen, they will guide you through what they want to see. So there and is it, an element to where, especially on house shows and live events, there's a little bit of listening to that audience. I can be provoked. There you go. Most like definitely. I can also take what they requested, and since I am a rat bastard do just the opposite <laughs> hey we get to see it all the time with uh with your man wardlow now when they're then when they're begging for the powerbomb symphony you know one more time and uh audience gets what they want hey guys eric bischoff here and just want to call a quick time out i want to tell your listeners about what i've been telling everybody at over at 83 weeks quite a while now about all the cool things that are happening over at adfreeshows.com an all-new edition of The Insiders is here, as Conrad welcomes David Zaadi, the man behind so many iconic video packages WWF fans grew up on, including one that left Vince in tears. You got it. And Conrad, I swear, I walked outside the studio 
And Vince was sitting down on the concrete floor, crying hysterically, just saying, thank you. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. I went up to the whole cab and he says, good job. Can't wait to see it. 15 minutes later in the stairwell, Vince is still sitting down in a different spot now, crying, saying, thank you. Thank you. Jim Johnston created the soundtrack for generations of WWE fans with some of the most iconic themes in history. Jim sits down with Conrad to take us behind some of those classic themes, including The Ultimate Warrior. And then I recorded that. And then just over that, you're just doing... You know, it's so simple, but that's what felt like him. That's just a small taste of what we've got waiting for you with four levels to choose from. See for yourself why ad-free shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now at adfreeshows.com. Uh, some of our listeners also want to know about the Steiners. So Brad Stanton, he wants to know who hits harder, Rick or Scott Steiner? Who hit harder? Rick had a... Uh something that tore loose in his forearm up into his bicep and they had to reattach it with, uh, God, it was, I want to say it was steel cable to reattach that deal. And buddy, it was on his clothesline arm. And if he clips you in the chin with that and just didn't get you just right, you, felt you knew it. it, you knew it. Holy shit. Steel cable arm. Like he needed, line. like he needed a weapon, right? Yeah, right. Uh, Patrick Ruth is interested in finding out if Scott was as brash in the early nineties as he was when he became big Papa pump. No, of course not. <laughs> he evolved into a monster. I mean, like a real monster, like a real to life coming out of your attic monster. <laughs> and I mean, the, the Scott Steiner that when he first started young, good looking baby face, learning the business, you know, he was athletically incredible. Uh, but when he turned into Big Papa Pump, he just turned into something else. His whole demeanor changed. He had the confidence. He, did, he knew, yeah. If you would have left and went to the moon for a year and came back and somebody told you Big Papa Pump was Scott Steiner, you know, you'd, really? you'd cuss him out. Okay. You, couldn't, you couldn't plug those two together and go, hey, this guy's this guy. Nice. Uh, this is a fun one. Terrell Lewis says, you've said working with the Midnights was a night off. Working with the Rockers was a night off. How would you classify a night with the Steiners? Um, if you lived through it, it was like a victory won. <laughs> I, I wasn't worried about winning. I just wanted to live survive. Through it. You just wanted to survive. Yes, sir. Uh, Arn, the Steiners were not the only team you defended the tag titles against in the month of April. On the April 11th episode of Worldwide, you and Bobby took on Big Josh and Ron Simmons. Uh, we have the closing moments of this match, and we're going to watch it together, and then we'll have a couple questions. This is April 11th, 1992, our third clip of the week. Let's check it out. He's thinking of MC Hammer, can't touch this. Are you finished now? Don't you dare interrupt me, Shabani. I'd Go ahead. Well, thank you. I'd like to say, if I could, many people feel that even though they are the World Tag Team Champions, they're more than likely going to disagree that the Steiners would be the favorites in the big return match. No way. The Steiners were the favorites at Super Bowl, and they couldn't win it. Josh on the left hand. Well, we can argue this point all the time. 
but it was the mere fact that inadvertently Rick Steiner belly to belly the referee or maybe the Steiners would be the champions right now inadvertently inadvertently how do you inadvertently accost and attack a referee he was blinded Jesse you were there you were there at ringside and there again the thinking wrestler Arn Anderson pulls his partner beautiful Bobby out of the way Simmons all the way out to the floor and now the big man from Florida State's going to get punished He's going to be screaming, Bobby Bowden, where are you? Come and save me, Coach Bowden. No, he's not. Up on top. Double axe handle right on the back. Uh, Bobby now is going to make a cover. You know, that was Ron Simmons' familiar position at football right there. Flat on his back after getting knocked down. Bobby now with a cheap shot again to the eyes. He's been full of cheap shots this week. He's up top. Maneuver. Simmons gonna meet him, maybe. Yes. And that's what made Simmons a great star at Florida State. Gutsy, never say die. And he's trying to make a tag right now. Bobby makes a tag. Both ends. Josh gonna take on both ends. And he's doing a hell of a job of it right now with lefts and rights in there. Wait a minute. Bobby goes down. Arn's got the phone. What does he want to do? Make a phone call? Yeah, he's probably calling his stockbroker. Oh, for crying out loud, Jesse. You know what's coming on here. The only one that doesn't know is Big Josh and the referee. Everybody knows. People can see it here. Again, the Dangerous Alliance. What will they stick to? Big Josh is ready for the Northern Explosion. He got it. But Arn gets him. Oh, for crying out loud. Shabani. That's it. Ladies and gentlemen, the winners of the match, the World Tag Team Champions, Arn Anderson and beautiful Bobby. They stole another one. Hey, nobody said they weren't thieves, but we did say they are the WCW World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions. There you go. Uh, so let's talk about this one, Elizabeth, a little, a little bit here because uh, it's another physical encounter. Paulie once again played the difference. But for those who may not know, Big Josh, I'm sure many folks listening to this show know who he is. He was known as Matt Osborne, one of your early tag team partners, Arn. As fate would have it, he would be fired. You'd go on a team with Ole. Uh, but did you and Matt have any sort of relationship when he returned to the company, or did you keep your distance, keep it professional? Professional. Um, you know, his, his getting fired that first go around <clears throat> is one of the biggest what ifs ever. I think we, have we talked about this story? We have, and you have in the past. Yeah. When Matt got canned one week from, uh, us, uh, we we're going to become the, the tag champions for only Georgia championship wrestling. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he got canned a week early. Uh, Ole went up to Minnesota to the D gym where also most of those monsters came from all that top talent and he found the road warriors and brought them back and replaced Matt and I with those guys had there not have been that firing there might not have been a road warriors now 
would those guys have evolved into something? Absolutely. You know, that, that was their destiny. But it might not have been the Road Warriors. You know, so it's one of those, wow. That's why you always bring your bag with you to a show, whether you're working or not. And always watch out for the what ifs because your career can change on a dime. Hmm. Arn, let's face it, such a stressful and taxing couple of days played hell on the body. There's no way that your body was performing at peak performance back in your heyday. Today, with our crazy schedules, you and I both benefit from AG1 by Athletic Greens. Arn, just one scoop, and it gives you 75 high-quality vitamins and minerals. I'm talking improving your gut health, sleeping better, improved focus. What's not to like? This is a slam dunk, and better yet, you're going to sleep better and recover better. It costs less than $3 a day. It's completely worth the investment in you, and it's received 7,000-plus five-star reviews. Right now is the time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. It's so simple. No need for a million different pills and supplements. It's very easy. Athletic Greens is also going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash ARN. That's it. Again, athleticgreens.com forward slash ARN to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Moving on, there's no rest for the weary, Double A. While you wrestled in six mans and tradi traditional tag team matches, in this month, you also wrestled in a televised singles match against your longtime friend, Brad Armstrong, buddy. We have the conclusion of this one. What a, what a time in the business for you, you know? Dangerous I can't wait Alliance. to see that. I can't wait to see this. Dangerous Alliance, Bobby Eaton, tag team champs with him, and now you're going to get to watch you wrestle with Brad Armstrong. April 12th, 1992, special time for you, Arn Anderson. Main event, let's take a look. So many times that to, to be great in tag team, you have to first be great in singles. And right now, Paulie. Paulie looks like he's in pain, doesn't he? Yeah, and he should be in pain. Twist on the arm, and Arn Anderson goes right back to the arm. He can barely stand, but he's playing the arm. Armstrong! Brad with a great counter move to knock Arn back to the floor. Very smart maneuver because, you know, Arn Anderson's so dangerous out on that floor if he's in control. Brad now turning the tempo back in his direction and going back to that leg. He's got him weakened, and he needs to capitalize on it. Brad up top, Arn turns, Arn Medic. But Brad gets a blow in, stuns him again. And now a sleeper hole. So what turned, or what we thought would be the first high-risk maneuver now, turned into a sleeper hold. And now here comes Brad. First time someone has been up top. Trumpkin. He's got it. He does not have him. Martin Anderson escapes. I think that's where that weight differential comes in. Brad's got a lot of power, but Arn Anderson, 255-pound man, is going to take a lot of punishment to put his shoulders down for a one, two, three. What a battle we are seeing here on the main event. Glad you could be with us. Don't forget Jim Ross in the Power Hour, 9.05, Saturday morning on TBS. And Brad and Arn are going at it again. Brad working on the leg. Trips him one more time. Back onto the left leg he goes. Now for the figure four. If he gets this hook, this could be it. He's got it. The figure four.
Harvick and Anderson has the referee, and Pauly has Brad Armstrong. A third man on the outside. It seems that always he comes into play, and certainly Brad had things going his way. He had him locked in a maneuver that Arn Anderson was unable to escape from, and there Paul Lee taking advantage of the referee being in a bad position. Almost got him again. Brad Armstrong rolled him up, and almost, once again, Brad had the win. And now Arn picks up Brad, slips from behind, Russian leg sweep, Arn Anderson held on. Wow, what a move. Good positioning. Very smart using that rope there for the block. There's his gourd buster. On to Brad Armstrong, and that is that. What a match on TBS. There it is, Arn. Highly competitive, back and forth. You and Brad at the peak. Uh, said it a thousand times just how good he is. There it was. Man, so good. So good. As good as anybody that's ever done this. Just from a pure wrestler wrestling standpoint. We uh, we had a question come in from one of our members, Brian Fuller, concerning Brad Armstrong. And he said, uh, if Brad Armstrong, do you know if he ever considered going to the WWF? He continues, if Vince or Bruce could have pulled out a winning gimmick out of the box of gimmicks, Maybe Brad could have used his A-plus ring work to be a top PO with Jimmy Hart or Bobby Heenan. What do you think? Did you ever hear Brad talk about the WWF at all? I don't think he had a desire to it. He's a Southern boy. You know, the company was based in Atlanta. Uh, Crockett was in the, you know, Southeast. Everything was a, he's a Southern boy. And uh, that's where his family was born and raised. And Bob and, uh, you know, was a fireman there before he became a wrestler and he was ingrained in the everything about it was southeast for brad and uh yeah i don't think he had a desire but i think if the right phone call came and had the right i mean because you know his both of his brothers have worked for well three of his brothers all of them stevie even had a short run up there so uh i don't, I don't think brad really thought about that schedule with a lot of, oh, I want to do that. Because, buddy, they were, in those days, they were running three towns a night and they were wide open. So, but he could have been, you know, with just a, a little something to spark the fire. Who knows? Could have been what, from a wrestling standpoint, he had it down. There you go. Well, listen, Arn, we are uh, going to go into our last clip of the week, and uh, it's you with Jim Ross. This is from April 26, 1992, and uh, this is uh, our final clip of the week, like I said. And what a way to wrap up this week's show, you and Jim Ross. Let's check it out together. Welcome back to TBS and the main event. I'm here with Arn Anderson, one half of the World Tag Team Champions, and the Steiner Brothers, the number one contenders for the World Tag Team Championship, seemingly are getting closer and closer in the eyes of many to regaining the championship. Are you and beautiful Bobby going to change your strategy somewhat against the Steiner Brothers in your next championship matchup? Well, Jim Ross, we're the World Tag Team Champions. There's nothing can be done about that. Everyone in the world predicted at Super Brawl that we would lose. You even said it yourself for the first time in history, the champions were underdogs. Each and every night, Bobby Eaton don't sit down and work out a strategy. We play off of each other. That's how talented we are at what we do. Maybe they sit there and go over game plans. We react to each other. 
Uh, very interesting point. This Saturday night on WCW Saturday night, you're going to be in a one-on-one -on -one matchup. Two out of three falls against a big, strong individual by the name of Big Josh. Now, big Josh, no stranger to any of the fans here, but is that match by design or coincidence, seeing as that you're one half of the World Tag Team Champions? Well, JR, as you know, I'm not a politician. I'm not a matchmaker. I don't dodge anybody because in this big scheme of things, you can't handpick your opponents. You're going to have to wrestle everybody at some point. So I leave that to Paul Lee. If he thinks it is time for me to showcase my skills on a platform like the main event show, well, hey, all that is for me is just a large stage to do what I do best, and that's called show off. A lot of things are going on right now with the Dangerous Alliance, specifically revolving also around Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and Ravishing Rick Rude. Do you think the Steamboat's too emotional right now, involved in this situation, to regain the championship? He's the most intense man I think I've ever seen. Now, granted, he has reason to be intense. It's called protecting your butt. He's been hit from all sides, but Steamboat, you came out of nowhere to jump into what we call our business. You took my meal ticket away from me. Now you're trying to do it to Rude. My friend, you come for what pays for the big cars and the big houses. you got to expect fear of the unknown. Those comments from Arn Anderson, one half of the World Tag Team Champions, and the main event continues right after this. So listen, Arn, man, talk about a real sports feel. Similar to what we discussed last week. JR, he's so good here, asking you the questions and giving you the time to adequately answer. From a storyline point of view, uh, what's the benefit of having you conduct this interview alone? We know that one of the most impressive things about the Dangerous Alliance is the visual of all seven of you on television. And But a solo interview here doesn't hurt anyone, does it? Because we weren't just tag team champions and that's all we were. We were part of a six or seven person clique. And the fact that, you know, sometimes you would be out there by yourself by God, I think Larry even was by himself a couple of times out there representing the Lions. So, uh, no, it, it wasn't a big issue. It just gave me a little bit more time to explain what the goals were and what the recent history had been. The, the only person that I would have loved to seen out there with you, because I could never get enough of this person on my TV screen at this time, was Medusa, okay? I couldn't get enough of Medusa on my TV screen. And it's, you know, I'm really excited because I'm just going to go ahead and announce it now. Arn, next week, on to talk about all things Dangerous Alliance, Medusa, our first ever guest on the Arn Show. What do you think about that? I mean, are you kidding me? She, brother, is a badass. Not she... <laughs> was, is. <laughs> uh, we are going to have some fun. I can't wait. So, yeah, she's going to be with us next week. But listen, before we wrap up our coverage of April 1992, we do have a few uh, listener questions that I want to get to. So we're going to hit these and wrap it up for this week. So here we go. Up first is Thomas Danucci. He said, did the Dangerous Alliance party together or at least hang out as buddies like the Horsemen, or was it more of just a business relationship? Any behind-the-scenes stories of the Alliance during this era? Yeah, everybody kind of went their own way. <clears throat> It's a great business relationship, you know. Uh, you know, Bobby and I would have a couple of beers at the end of the night, obviously. Uh, Austin would have a few beers at the end of the night. Uh, but Rude kind of went his own way. Larry kind of went his own way, and everybody did their own thing. All right. The professor, Drew Landry, following up on something you said a few weeks ago, if Tully was your best partner, was Bobby your next best partner? Mm, 
Yeah, I think so, probably. Uh, Oli, you have to look at what Oli and I became. I was student, he was teacher. I got the rub from Oli. I owe him becoming Anderson. And I would just watch what reality he brought to the ring. So it's hard to say, really. I mean, Oli was a great partner. I learned so much being close right there on the apron watching him do his thing. But Bobby was just so talented, so skilled. Um, it's hard to say, Drew, to be honest with you. And Eddie Prather follows it up with a, a question that's right here in the wheelhouse. He says, if you and Bobby Eaton had a couple-year run as a team, and this is those what-ifs, do you think that people would consider that pairing of you and Bobby as the best tag team you were ever involved with? Maybe if you would have gave us the right guys to work with, uh, you could have put Dustin Rhodes with Brown Armstrong, gave us 20 minutes, and I bet everybody looked looked at the four of us differently when it was over. We have a, uh, a great question coming from our faithful listener, Gavin. He says, Anderson and Eaton are my second favorite tag team of all time. You and Tully had the spike pile driver. The Midnights had a dozen different signature finishes. Was there ever a discussion of a double team finish for you and Bobby? And what goes into putting together a great tag team finish? Um, being able to get to the setup from anywhere. You know, the setup part, you know, is what gets the other guy who might have been in full control at the time, but it turns the tables it puts you in a position to hit that second move, whatever it is. People don't realize how important the setup is. Um, and I got a feeling Bobby and I would have came up with some pretty creative stuff if we'd have had more time together. Scott Golden wants to know, if you could add one member to the Dangerous Alliance, who would it have been? <clears throat> Kurt Henning. You loved some you some Kurt Henning, didn't you? He's my go-to guy, man. There was a lot. Of, I never was a, uh, able to be his partner in any capacity, and I just think you have to respect his talent, man. You have to. Yeah. Uh, two more questions, Arn. Uh, Andy says he uh, he had a great he has a great observation. A follow up question: One of the unique aspects of the Dangerous Alliance was it never seemed to have a centerpiece figure like Flair and the Horsemen, Hogan and the NWO, etc. Despite this, the group won every title except the world title. In retrospect, would it have been better uh, benefited the group if someone like Rick Rude had been featured as more of the group's centerpiece and actually had a world title run? Who knows? Yeah. That's a, it's a pretty big, uh, who knows? I think we operated properly with everybody kind of supporting everybody else. Nobody was really above or beneath anybody else. So for what it was, just being, got to remember, this was thrown together in one promo for about five minutes on TV. And the next day you had the Dangerous Alliance. So if if it would have had a lot more put into it, thought process, planning, uh, who knows? 
just looking at all those, or maybe it was meant to just give you a look behind the curtain at what's to come in the future of the business. Final question of the week from Brandon Arthur, and he says, Arn, would you rather take three Vader bombs every night for a week? All right, let's let that sink in. Or work a five-minute match with Elegante every night for a week? <laughs> for those not watching on YouTube, his, he's completely bent over in his chair. I can't even believe you said it. <laughs> I love the Elegante questions. Of course I'm going to ask him. I would rather stick my head in a window fan than wrestle Elegante for five minutes. So he's taking the Vader bombs. He's all in on the Vader bombs, baby. He doesn't care if he breaks ribs, spleens. He doesn't care. If I have to shit my spleen out, it's better than... <laughs> It's better than Elegante. <laughs> ah, so good. Guys, listen, that's going to put a bow on our coverage of April 1992. Next week, as I said, something completely different. That's right. Just not any guest. It's Medusa, a vital member of the Dangerous Alliance. She's a Hall of Famer, and she's going to join us to discuss her time in the Dangerous Alliance. And, buddy, I'm pumped for that. So am I. I love badasses the legitimate ones and she's a legitimate one. Oh, we're going to have fun. I can already tell. Listen, uh, you can access all things enforcer by going to arnlinks.com. Once there, you can find all the links to our social media pages. You can get the previous episodes and the show archives, both the four horsemen and Arn show stores. Listen, that's where you're going to find the jackets and the hats and all the cool t-shirts. Check us out on YouTube. We have a lot of fun here on the video side of things. You need to like, subscribe, and turn on those notifications. Find it at youtube.com forward slash Arn. And uh, we're so excited to see our subscribers growing every single day. I can't thank you enough. Uh, and if your business targets that 25 to 54 year old men, there's no better place to advertise than with us right here on the Arn Show. You've heard us do ads for some of the same companies for years. Come on, you've heard it. We talk about Blue Chew all the time. Why? Because it works. We have a super targeted audience. So check out advertisewitharn.com right now and find out more about how you can advertise with the Arn Show. And I'm telling you, we'll have a blast reading your ad and going through all the benefits of what you have to offer. So check it out. Also, don't forget about adfreeshows.com. You can get a free trial right now for the first week. And also, uh, you can sign up for just $9 a month and get everything uh, early and ad-free. Also, get to join in these live experiences that Arn and I try to do every single month. So check that out as well. Arn, I had a lot of fun with you this week, but man, I feel like we're going to have a lot more fun next week. Let's do it. All right, on behalf of the Enforcer, he's Arn Anderson. This is Paul Bromwell, and we'll you we'll see you right back here next week on Arn. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra five to ten. What if I give you 15 to 20? Can <laughs> you pay me more? Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B L E A V on YouTube or wherever you listen.